Welcome to Commercial Real Estate Eyes Wide Open podcast. I'm Ann Hambly, and I have the pleasure of having with me today, Glenn Silva. Glenn, uh, let me let you give a quick description of your background. I'm going to talk a little bit more about it than you will, but give us a two-minute overview of your background. I'm happy to have you here today. Well, thanks for having me, uh, Ann. How do you, how, how do I start? <laughs> Uh, and it gets, you know, you get to that point where you go, I've been in the business 36 years. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Uh, cut my teeth in commercial real estate appraisal at the beginning of my career. Gravitated more toward the underwriting and due diligence work. And that's when I started actually KLM Realty Advisors, my company in 2005. And then most recently became the COO of Lone Star Pace which is an acronym for property assessed clean energy, but it involves commercial real estate. So I really haven't uh, gone too far away from the, you know, the, the field of commercial real estate and finance. It's uh, it's been pretty fun. And it actually gets in your blood. I mean, I find it, it's once you're in it, you can't leave it. I think, you know, you, you um, can't. And yeah. also it's such a small community, especially in Dallas, Fort Worth. Yeah. Absolutely. So what caused you to join? I mean, I I knew about your firm KLM and had the pleasure to work with your firm many times um, in in my firm, First Service Solutions. I created it in 05 too. So we worked together a couple times with your firm then. And so what caused you to uh, join um, Lone Star Pace? And did you do it purposely right before COVID or just coincidentally? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. And and I guess I want to tell everybody I still have KLM, but this is uh, a more recent venture because I've received a great call from a friend of mine, dear friend, Lee McCormick, owner of Lone Star Pace. And he said, listen, I've got this service uh, solution that I want to to launch. And it, it involves commercial real estate, involves finance. Those are two of your bailiwicks. Would you help me out? And we started, like you said, right before COVID. And that sort of, uh, you know, changed our, our projections on what we were going to do. Trust me, but, uh, it's, yeah. it's been fun. So you did it um, because it was interesting and it was a, a friend of yours and so on. But yeah. it, yes, it was interesting. And, in, you know, when you layer on the sustainability component that that PACE provides counties and cities that actually adopt this program, it it's a feel good as well because you're doing mm-hmm. something for you know, saving energy and water uh, throughout the state of Texas. And believe me, I do not want to go through another snow snowmageddon yeah. or have ERCOT, you know, do a blackout in this area because, of, you know, we have a way to actually conserve uh, these resources. And, and I can tell you more about PACE in a minute. Yeah, that's what I'd like you to do. I think um, probably, I, I probably know enough to be dangerous. I know I can spell it. It's kind of like a lot of people have with CMBS, unless you're deep in it, you just, you kind of know how to spell it and sort of know what it is, but explain for the listeners um, in, you know, sort of layman's terms, what PACE really is. Right. <clears throat> well, it's an acronym for Property Assessed Clean Energy. And, and to be honest, it's just a very simple and effective way to finance any type of renewable energy, energy or water components within commercial real estate. And you go, okay, what was that involved? That involves like HVAC, LED lighting, cool roofs, anything that can be put on uh, commercial real estate. And that's the four food groups, that's hotels, that's office buildings, whatever you, you know, privately owned 
versus public. You cannot use PACE on public uh, buildings. But like I said, it's a way to finance these components over a longer period of time. Thus, what you have is you have a more attractive financing option for property owners. Basically, you can replace the MES component or PREF equity component in capital stack with this financing. And it's, like I said, it's longer term, it's non-recourse, it doesn't get accelerated. So it has a lot of things that are uh, very attractive. And right now, like I tell people, I go with rising interest rates, it's becoming more attractive for developers and owners to, to utilize in their, in their capital stack. Does this have like a first priority lien over all the other liens? Or I, I hear a little bit about that, but again, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a great point. It does. It's treated just like a property tax. So the one thing that we've had uh, a little bit of a learning curve is to have senior lenders accept uh, that, um, that position on the PACE component. And a lot of them under, are starting to understand that it's not, for instance, if we put a $10 million PACE uh, assessment on a property, it's not that $10 million that goes in front of them. It's only those portions of the payments that become in arrears that don't get paid. It's just, again, like property tax. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. And so are you, do you generally, uh, do you find that lenders are probably over time, they'll accept it more and more, but are you finding that lenders generally are accepting of the PACE financing? That pool of lenders is increasing because I think they understand that one, it's a very uh, secure interest. And um, I think that people are understanding that with rising cost of, of labor of, you know, well, actually lumber's come down a little bit, but the rising cost of, of materials, uh, supply chain issues, PACE is able to come in and be almost like a little saving grace in terms of helping that development come to fruition. And that's one thing that I think a lot of people are understanding, especially right now with rising interest rates, inflation, et cetera, that this is a, a, a great tool to utilize. Yeah, because a lender almost should look at it as additional money that's going into the property, right, to increase the property value. And it's um, whether it's coming from the borrower directly or not, it, that's what ultimately it's I assume it's doing. Right. Yes, correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how did are there some property types that this pace financing works better for than others? Or I think you said it's pretty much all food groups, all property types? It's all food groups. But I, I tell you right now, and we're seeing a lot of interest in multifamily, um, mm -hmm. hotels, senior living facility, and we're starting to do our first office building um, mm. that's going to be utilizing PACE. Yep. Okay. And um, so how did COVID affect, uh, it's probably unfair to ask because you just did kind of join them, but how did COVID long-term affect PACE financing, if at all? Well, it did. I mean, I think it put the brakes on everything, including traditional financing. People were trying to figure out, okay, are we going to weather, how long is this storm going to last? Are we going to be able to weather it? Uh, what's going to change with commercial real estate? And that's one thing that I was fascinated to see how commercial real estate can adapt uh, yeah. within, you know, these type of pandemic issues or events. But uh, 
because the elephant in the room, I think, at at the onset of COVID, well, there goes office buildings, there goes retail, you know. Mm-hmm. But as we as we saw, there was a lot of uh, adaptiveness in the in the industry that you know we we made it work. I think yeah. that people were a little bit cautious uh, throughout 2020, and then slowly came back to the forefront and said, "Listen, we can we can underwrite this into our our." Our transaction and move forward. Well, that's good. So it had this this sort of temporary effect on yeah, yeah but right. not long term. And I know the million dollar question I'm sure you're getting asked all the time, probably billion dollar question is how will the recession affect? I assume it might be a, a good thing for pace financing, but how, how do you think the recession impacts, assuming we're going into one? Uh, pace finance. Oh, I, I, I think the R <laughs> word is is right around the corner. Or like yeah. our friend Victor uh, Kalinog said, yeah. you'll, you'll know when you when you're in it, right? I thought that was um, the best description of it ever. Uh, the way he described yeah. that, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's going to actually uh, help us because I think I mentioned that with rising interest rates uh, and people searching for another opportunity of financing, we're, we're going to have a lot more interest. And another thing that I think we're going to see within our industry, within PACE, is the retroactive PACE. That's where, say, for instance, you just built a commercial building mm-hmm. and you go, oh, I wish I would have known about this, this PACE. As long as you can show intent on you know increasing your efficiency of your property and all, we can go back 24 months from CO and basically refinance that, that component for you. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Because yeah. some people, I think, uh, wow, that, that, that's actually one of the best things I've heard about it. So, so you, it seems like, uh, and again, I don't really know anything about the pace financing um, other than bare minimum, but it seems like if it's a, it should be maybe during the recession, it should be a helpful tool for owners because if they don't have the, they don't want to put the cash in themselves to do some of these things, you know, they, they have a source to get the money. So should be a positive, I would think, right? Yes, it is. And one thing about uh, uh, we have in our presentations, we show a traditional bank loan uh, scenario versus a pace. And one of the things that I tell people, I go, in the bank loan scenario, you're going to have a shorter term period because your banker is not going to loan on these HVAC and cool roof and LED lighting for a long period of time. It's typically going to be about five to seven years in duration. And you're going to have to come up with the down payment, right? Yeah. Well, with pace, like I mentioned, it's tied to the to the property itself and not to these components. So the lenders, PACE lenders, are able to extend the period of uh, amortization term that matches up with the average economic useful life of these improvements. So say, for instance, all these things that you put on are going to be 20 years in duration. Well, that lender can go out 20 years and marry that that time period with that economic useful life therefore extending the amortization period and therefore increasing the cash flow because you're going to be lowering your debt service on that, on that uh, loan. Right. Yeah. And you can also have utility savings for, from all these new more efficient um, components. And therefore it almost offsets the utility savings basically cover that debt service for the pace. So uh, a dumb question maybe, but, but why, what's the common, 
a reason you hear from owners that they don't want to do this? Do you think it's a lack of understanding or? I think it's lack of understanding. Mm. The program started in Texas in 2013, was modified, became really workable in 2015. And you go, well, Glenn, that's seven years, but you know, as well as I do in real estate, you have, like I call it the country club money. Mm. You go to your source for equity, you go to your source for debt, and that's what you've done it all the way time (laughs) and time again. Right Now you have another option and a lot of people are going, sounds well, Glenn, yeah. it sounds too good to be true. And <laughs> no, I'm comfortable with, with this. Yeah. Now we're seeing the actual demand and that they're searching for other sources of capital because their bankers are not really mm. you know, willing to, to extend a, a loan right now because of the potential downturn and then go, well, I'll take a look at that, that pace again. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. that's what we're seeing. Yeah. Well, that's good. And when we post this, by the way, we will definitely post a, um, a link to you know connect with you at, at Lone Star Pace because I would I would think that you know this may at least prompt people to um, think about it. So let's okay. So we got Pace financing and we we've, we're we're getting close to the end of our uh, time here on our podcast, but I can't uh, leave this without talking about one important thing about you, Glenn, that that I've learned. Right. So you're into competitive cooking. <laughs> and oh, when I, okay. Okay. Can you explain that? <laughs> competitive barbecuing uh, okay. competition. Uh, okay. cooking. Yeah. Uh, a buddy of mine, Roger Davis, who's um, in commercial real estate over at Bank of America. We, you know, when you're in commercial real estate, you got to entertain your clients, right? And mm-hmm. typically that's on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Well, Roger and I basically we're hackers. Okay. <laughs> we can't hit the ball yeah. worth the darn. <laughs> So we've, we tried to find a way, how, how can we entertain our, our clients? The barbecuing came up and we started competition mm. cooking in 2011. And wow. we actually won the big uh, cook in 2017, the big D mm. barbecue battle in Dallas. We went up against 40 teams and won the whole thing. So that, My was, goodness. that was our wow. pinnacle of our barbecuing uh, <laughs> career. Yep. So when people get a pace loan with you, do they get like a, you know, slab of, uh, <laughs> okay. Right. You, yeah, no, yeah. You laugh and you're oh, being facetious, yeah. okay. but actually yeah. we did uh, smoke some briskets for a lot of our clients oh. uh, in, oh. in December of last year. Yeah. You know, so what is your favorite thing that you barbecue? Uh, I'm a native Texan and brisket. Yeah. Brisket. I mean, oh gosh. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's my favorite thing too. Yeah. yeah. yeah just just yeah. just throwing that out there, Glenn, case. Oh, okay. I I, I hear you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How well, many at it, your office? Yeah. How many? <laughs> 15. <laughs> so um one last serious question. Any parting words that you want to share with listeners? Um you know, I think we got some fun stuff and we, we heard about pace and I'm, I will put the connection to you on pace. Uh, I want to, before we, uh, let me add one thing, I guess, but um, I really enjoy working with you on the counselors of real estate and it would be right. unfair for us to be together on this podcast and not mention that we're both um, a counselor of real estate. That's a really great, um, great membership that we're in. And I, you know, really enjoy working with you there. Uh, same it, here. And it's no. a great group. In fact, I'll be presenting to the counselors next week. We're doing a um, a webinar and it's going to be the intersection of pace, the environment and economic development. So Ooh. we need to let people understand that. Well, one of the things I'll leave 
uh, people with is everybody's hearing about ESG, you know, environmental, social, and governance, and that requirement being in their portfolios of, of uh, properties. And one thing we can help them meet with is the E component, the environmental component. PACE is a great tool to be able to reach those sustainability metrics within their portfolios. So I think that if people are really wondering, how can I get there? How can I meet my, my goals of sustainability? Well, take a look at PACE. Ooh. Oh, that's a great parting word. And would you send me a link to the webinar for uh, next week? And I'll also post that on our social media to, sure. to get more people. Yeah, that's a really great thing. I'm going to sit in and on it too. It sounds really good. Well, thanks again, Glenn, for your time. I really, really appreciate it. Great talking to you as always. And I always enjoy working with you. And if I run across anyone that needs any kind of PACE funding, of course, I'll send them your way. So have awesome. a great rest of your day, Glenn. And thank you. Thank you for having me. Take care.